This is Rumble in the Morning on FM 99. Random facts, no one share here on this uh, Tuesday election day. The $1 bill. Anybody even carrying cash? I have cash on you right now. I got a 20. Not right now. You got a one? I don't have it. You you got tip money? I got. You got valet money? I'm in a a rare situation where I actually have money money. You got $20. Yeah. Uh, Because this, uh, this first rando fact is about the $1 bill. The $1 bill. It has lots of things that are grouped in the number of 13. There, you got one right in front of you. For example, it was set up to represent the 13 original colonies. There are 13 stars on the front and the back. There are 13 levels on that pyramid. Never counted that one before. The eagle on the back has 13 arrows. And the olive branch and his other talon has 13 leaves on it. Interesting. The symbolism behind this is amazing. And, of course, that's just what they want you to know. <laughs> oh, there's a whole lot of other oh, things going on. Oh, the all-seeing eye yeah. and the masons. Yeah. Yep. Yes. They're always watching. Always watching. Other fun facts. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, before Benito Mussolini got into politics. He was a pizza maker. Uh, no. <laughs> he was a teacher. Oh. Well, that's the guy I want teaching my kids. Yeah, that's Yeah, scary. that's just great. <laughs> yeah, the Nazis, not so bad. Not so bad. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Uh, the first album ever on CD. The first album, the first album ever on CD. Was it uh, The Boss, uh, Bruce Springsteen? No. The first album on CD. Yeah. Yeah, because I know you're oh, thinking. Oh, wait a minute. Is yeah. it, it's a, was it a comedy album? No. Was it a poetry album? No. Easy listening. No. Country? No. This rap, is according to Wiki. Heavy metal. The year was 1981. Mm-hmm. The band was the Bee Gees. Oh, wow. Oh. Saturday Night Fever? No. no? Uh, it's an album you've never heard of, and there's a reason for that. Because apparently it was god-awful. Oh. <laughs> it's called Living Eyes. They had no hit songs, and it didn't sound anything like the Bee Gees. Only one of the songs even had a, like, that falsetto sound that they yep. make because they were trying so hard to get away from being that disco band. That ruined them for years. They had to actually, they stopped recording for a while and just wrote songs wrote for, other, for people other people yep. to dodge this thing because it turned. You know, if you were associated with uh, the, the disco years. That was the biggest turn yes. on a musical genre ever. That's, I mean, it was so dude. quick. It was overnight. And uh, radio is to blame. Steve Dahl. A uh, disc jockey in uh, Chicago, uh, he and Gary, Stephen Gary was the name of the radio show, used to be one of my heroes, truly. Uh, they decided that they were done with disco and they wanted rock music back, so they had, uh, we're going to blow up disco tonight uh, at the ballpark. Yeah, double header for the White Sox. Uh, the second game didn't happen. Nope, they had, a, they had to forfeit the second game because... It became a riot. Yeah. Wow. And that was the beginning of the end of disco music on the radio and everywhere else. Except in nightclubs, because you still got to dance to something, yeah. and no, nobody throws on uh, nobody throws on heavy metal when they want to dance the wedding dance. You ever no. notice that? No. no, no, you can't. You can't. Still doesn't happen. Dance, uh, you know, to Guns N' Roses like you can to "I Will Survive" by Gloria Gaynor. I mean, come on, <laughs> that's exactly right, lad. Uh, the, let's see here, and then that brings us to oh, how about this? The country of Monaco. You know, there are micro countries, uh, a few micro countries across Europe. Monaco is so small that the entire country would fit into Central Park twice. Oh, my gosh. Twice. Central Park, New York? Yeah. 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 
the whole of which you can see from a couple of those tall buildings. Wow. You can just see all of it? Yeah. Monaco would fit there twice. That's how tiny that is. And filled with uh, the wealthiest of the wealthy. And then finally this. David Bowie. David Bowie would travel on public transportation whenever he was in New York. Still don't know what I was waiting for. He'd take cabs, he'd ride the subway, he'd ride the bus. Never had a problem with it. He would carry a Greek newspaper and pretend like he's just a guy that looks like David Bowie, but he's reading Greek. And no one would even approach him. This was his disguise. His disguise is he's just a guy that looks like David Bowie, but he's from Greece. I saw and so it. you're not even going to approach him. Yeah. The other day I saw an interview with James Taylor, who was living right yeah. next to John Lennon in the next building over. And he would take the subway all the time. And he said, and he wouldn't get recognized a lot. But Mark, yeah, yeah. Mark David Chapman, the guy who shot Lennon, yeah. recognized him the day before. Oh and he said, God. he walked with me. And he goes, and he was, he was uh, agitated. He had some issues. And he said at one, uh, he goes, and at one point I finally said, listen, we're going to split up now. I got to go this way. You go that way. And he took off. And then the next day, Lennon was shot. Wow. wow. Yeah. That's terrifying. Yep. Yeah. The crazies are out there, man. Yep. Uh, uh, English. Uh, English. Yeah. <laughs> Opa. 